So, as Jordan said, today we are continuing on looking at our values and looking at the value of anything's possible. So just a reminder, here at the bridge we have our vision statement. Our vision statement is a light on a hill transforming our communities one person at a time. So that's our vision statement and we have our value statements which you can see on the wall as everyone's welcome, nobody's perfect and anything's possible. Our vision statement is kind of like our purpose. It's what we feel God is asking us to do, to achieve as a church together. And our value statements are our beliefs that shape what we do and who we are and how we behave as a church together. And as I mentioned today, we're looking at anything's possible. And as a church, we believe in a miraculous God, a God who can do all things, a God who heals, a God who provides, a God who is active in the world today. And our value statements, they're, in, they're, they're very the great statements on their own, but actually I want to encourage us today that there's something really powerful when they see how they all come together. That how the statements of everyone's welcome, no, uh, nobody's perfect and anything's possible. When we put that together, how incredibly powerful it is. That we believe that everyone's welcome, that no matter who you are, no matter what your story is, that Jesus welcomes you and we welcome you as a church family. And then actually that we acknowledge that none of us are perfect. We all know none of us are perfect and we're so thankful for Jesus's grace for each one of us. But then actually we have the faith to believe that anything's possible. That actually as we come to Jesus, that Jesus can transform our lives and do something far greater in us than we could ever imagine. I absolutely love transformation programs. Do you know them programs where they they do up furniture or things? I used to love watching Trinian program. Um, but one that I really, really loved was Ground Force. Do we have any Ground Force fans in there? Yes, Lisa's there. We have some uh, Ground Force fans. Ground Force was where the team would go in and transform the garden. And it was incredible. And I used to love seeing how like emotional, the owners of the garden would come seeing the transformation of the garden. I loved Ground Force so much that I went through a phase of wanting to be a gardener when I was older and asking my parents if I could have a plot in our garden that I could look after it and was my own plot. So I used to have a little bit of a square in our garden that I used to plant things and my grandma used to buy me little garden ornaments and I'd have my little um, plot in the garden because I just love seeing things transformed. It amazes me. And for me, one of the biggest miracles that I love to see is where Jesus transforms lives, where you can see that transformation in somebody's life. And I feel so blessed in my life of seeing how Jesus has 
no matter what I'm going through, he's able to mold me and shape me and to be able to like do a work in me and knowing that promise that actually he who started a good work in me will carry it on it to completion. For me, it's a great miracle, a great miracle that Jesus will transform lives and is still transforming lives today. And in looking at transformation, I was drawn to two rich men in the Bible. And the first one you can find in Luke 18, verse 18 to 23. So that's Luke 18, verse 18 to 23. And it says... A certain ruler asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, honour your father and mother. All these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, you still lack one thing, sell everything you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. So we have this one rich man to start off with that comes knowing he needs something from Jesus, but actually goes away not having that because he wasn't willing to do what Jesus asked. And then we come very soon after to the second rich man. And this is Zacchaeus. And in Luke 19, we hear from verse 19, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him. Since Jesus was coming that way, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. I love hearing the story of Zacchaeus because of the transformation that takes place. That actually when he sees Jesus and Jesus goes to his house that he's saved and he goes, goes different. And I love seeing that in the Gospels. That actually the times where Jesus, um, when people see Jesus and they go and Jesus says that they have been saved. That they go away and their lives look different. But you may ask, why have I picked these two rich men to talk about today? Well, the first one that I talked about, you might know in the account of Matthew that it actually says at the end of that, that Jesus says when the the man goes away, that I tell you it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. 
And then the disciples on that, they say, um, when they were astonished with that, they say, well, who can be saved then? And Jesus looks at them and says, with man, this is impossible, but with things, when actually... It is only Jesus who can save. We actually see in Zacchaeus that he was saved. So it wasn't to do with the wealth, but actually it's the acknowledgement of who saves. It's the acknowledgement that, of that need for Jesus. And sometimes what wealth can do is it can give us that sense of that false sense of security of our independence in that. And we can put our independence and our, what we, our need and our confidence in so many things when actually it is only Jesus who can save. It is only Jesus that can save. And I've been encouraged this morning that as we come to look at anything's possible and look about how our lives can be transformed, that actually God wants to remind us this morning of our need for him, for our need for Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. It's for us to acknowledge that it is in Jesus that we are changed. It is in Jesus that the old has gone and the new is here. It is in Jesus that he is everything we need. And this morning... I don't know what your lives look like. I don't know your situation. But I would encourage you this morning that actually it is only in Jesus that we find salvation. It is only in Jesus, like it is he, it's him that we need. And we can put our confidence in things of this earth that are temporary, but actually it is in Jesus that we find eternal life and something that is everlasting. It says it is impossible for man to save, but with God, anything is possible. Nobody is too far gone. No matter what anybody's story is, because all things are possible. God is the God that saves. And he's not just the God that we see in the Bible saving, but God is the God who saves today. God is the God that is transforming lives today. And that is what we are here to do. That is our vision statement. A light on the hill transforming our communities one person at a time. It's us acknowledging our need for Jesus and believing and having that faith to see him work transformation not only in us but in our in the communities that we are in too and there is something really powerful when you see a life transformed but I want to encourage us actually that that's really powerful and then there's something really powerful when you get a group of people whose lives have been completely transformed and they uh, live their lives in a way that is different and I'm drawn to acts I'm drawn to see how the early church lived and how actually they were witnesses of Jesus, um, Jesus's resurrection and that totally changed their lives. They lived differently and what you see in Acts is that people were drawn to them. People were like, what is different about them? And then num- it says that their numbers were added to daily. That actually people were like, they've got something that, ev- that some of them were worth dying for, like that they were worth the- risking the life and dying for because they knew that they had a truth they knew that who Jesus was 
And I want to raise our faith this morning that actually for us as a community, that actually as we acknowledge our need for Jesus and come before Jesus and say, Jesus, please keep transforming my life. Keep doing something in me. That actually there are people out there that are searching for Jesus. And as they look at us, they say, actually, there's something different about them. What is different about them? And then themselves can find Jesus. And Jesus can begin a transformation in their lives. And I get really excited when I talk about this because I think about the young people and the children I work with and the different people I encounter and I think how incredible that all things are possible with Jesus. That actually Jesus is the one that's still saving today. And I think about my dad's story, and some of you will know my dad's story and the difficulty um, he had growing up. And actually, he came to a point at a crossroads where he encountered Jesus and he made a choice. And he made a choice to follow Jesus with his everything, and that totally changed his life. But then I think about that, and I think about actually, that's not just trans- changed his life, but the knock on effects that's had for the generations to come, the effect it's had on my life. And sometimes when I'm working with young people, and I see a young person that's come in, and I go, Jesus, you can do a work in this young person. You can do something that's not just going to transform their life, but could t- change a, t- a full family tree that could break the cycles that maybe keep going on from generations. And we can see transformation there. I love even this week that um, before we have tots on a Wednesday morning that we meet as a team and one of our tots team members shared about how the week before she shared her story of how Jesus had transformed her life with one of the mums that had come in and the mum was just amazed at the fact of wow that Jesus could do that in her life and incredible of that that actually as people are coming in that as we today Jesus is saving lives today and actually I want to so encourage that um, there's a friend of my mum and dad's that regularly sometimes goes around to their house to talk about faith and to ask some questions and I got a text yesterday of my mum telling me that um, this friend had said had come to them and said I've given my life to Jesus I finally decided to give my life to Jesus Jesus is transforming lives today. Jesus is saving lives today. And actually, I want us to stir our faith up this morning, church, that maybe there are people in your world, maybe there are friends, there are family members, maybe it's yourself, where actually you've been going through the motions or there's been situations and we've been trying to figure it out, but actually all we need is Jesus. All we need is Jesus. And actually, as we come before Jesus, and acknowledge our need for him that actually he can begin a transformation in our lives too. And as I come to a close and the band can come up, I talked this morning about our vision and our value statements and when I was um, thinking about this, I was reminded of a moment in our church and I Ian will very much remember this and can correct me wrong if I'm correct me if I'm wrong later. But 
thought we went from a point in our church where um, we changed our name to the bridge. It was BPC, Bolton Pentecostal Church, and we changed our name to the bridge. And Ian had had a vision, and um, it was a great time for us as a church in us like moving forward. And we had had at the time we had a guest speaker, Alan Hewitt, and he came and he spoke, and he I felt it was a very prophetic picture for us as a church, where he talked about the man that was paralysed on the mat. You will read this story in the gospel, and his friends carried him to Jesus, but as he couldn't get in, goes through the roof to get the friend to Jesus. And Jesus says that because he has seen the faith, their faith, the man was saved and was healed. And Alan Hewitt encouraged us as a as a church that we were to be like pillars, that we were to be people who were carrying people to the feet of Jesus. And I was encouraged by this, that actually thinking about our history and where Jesus uh, and where God has brought us to as a church, that God hasn't finished with us as a church, but actually he's wanting us to continue to be them people that carry people to the feet of Jesus and say, Jesus, do what only you can do. And then we might have to go again. We might have to go with somebody else, that one person at a time and go, okay, yeah, we'll carry you to the feet at Jesus. Maybe even this morning, you don't know that there's someone next to you that needs you to help carry them to the feet of Jesus because they need Jesus to do a work in their lives. Where is your faith this morning, church? Is there a family member Is there a friend? Is there somebody that you know needs Jesus? And what are we going to believe for them? Are we going to believe that anything's possible? Are we going to believe that Jesus is still saving today? That Jesus is still transforming lives today? Because I know that I want to continually be that person who's full of faith, knowing that Jesus can and will transform the lives from the youngest to the oldest in our communities. Amen. Okay, church, if you would stand with me. I'm going to pray but even now I don't want the opportunity to pass that if you're in a place this morning where you really feel like you need the Jesus to touch your life that actually it's open here at the front and someone will pray with you Actually, no matter what you're going through, nothing is too big for Jesus. Because Jesus is able to do all things. And there may be other people as I pray this morning that you feel something, a faith rising in you to believe again, once again for that friend, for that family member, for whoever it is to believe that Jesus will do a work in their life. Maybe now is the time to start praying and to continue praying for that person, believing and having that faith.
Yeah, dear Jesus, we come before you this morning and we thank you that you save. We thank you that in you all things are possible. And Jesus, I pray that we this morning wouldn't have our eyes fixed on our situations and um, the things of this earth, Lord God. But even right now, we would fix our eyes on you and know that in you there is that eternity that we've got that life eternal, that actually we can have a hope in you. And we stand in faith, knowing that these things that we have, our vision statement and our value statements aren't just nice words, but actually they are what you have called us as a church to live out. And we pray that we will be people that have the faith to know that you are going to do a work in our communities. You are going to do a work and we will see people's lives transformed. And I pray that we would not grow weary in that good of keep carrying people to your feet, Jesus. And I pray this morning, Lord God, if there are people in this place that need your trans- need you to touch them this morning, need that transformation in their life, Lord God, I pray, dear Jesus, in the powerful name of Jesus, that you would do something afresh, that you would do what only you can do, and you would fall in this place and that we would walk out of this place different, Lord God, I pray. Amen. As I said, if you want someone to pray for you, you can come forward and someone will pray for you. And as we worship now, maybe it's time for us to keep praying, keep believing for what Jesus can do.